Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome. We are in Parsha's Fayigash, and I'm going to start off with probably one of the most famous Vilna Gones, and uh, it's one of my favorite because it's just so brilliant. He shows us that when we have the trup, we should look at the exact cantillation marks and see what lesson they are teaching us as well. well there's a number of varts like this by the Vilna Gon. We have the first words in the Parsha, Vayigash, I love Yehuda, Vayomar. So Yehuda tries to negotiate with Yosef and free Binyamin. So the Gra says that if you look at the first words, Vayigash, I love Yehuda, it's a Kadma Vazla, and then a Revi. That's the trup, Yehuda, Zarka Munach Segal. And then it's followed by a Zarka Munach and Segal. What's the pshat? So those words actually all have meanings. And the meaning is that Kadma Vazla, Yehuda got up. Why did he get up? Revi, he was the fourth son. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, he was the fourth son, but he was the king, and he was responsible. So the fourth son got up, and Zarka, because he did not want to get thrown, Munach Segal, from being part of the Am Segula. And that is because if he is not able to restore Binyamin back to his father, he might lose his old Maba, and he might lose everything, because he had promised that he would bring back Binyamin. And he gave Yaakov his word. Uh, Ruvain had offered to take responsibility and said, Ruvain had told Yaakov to try to convince him to allow Binyamin to come, that if I don't successfully bring Binyamin back home, my two sons should die. To which case Yaakov responded to him, they are my grandchildren too, so there's no punishment to you, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. What was Ruvain thinking? That's pretty obvious. And then so finally, Yehuda, who was the king, got up and he took Achrayas and he said, I will make sure that uh, Binyamin gets back. And so he had to, he was the one that approached Yosef now and ran to approach Yosef because so much was at stake. Now, what was Reuven thinking? The Malbim explains, and other Mepharshim as well, that Reuven had thought that he had lost his portion in being part of Kali Yisrael. He had thought that because of his Avera that he had done when he was Bilbal Yitzhi Ava, when he had switched around his father's bed uh, out of from uh, Bilha's tent to Rachel's tent, which the Gemara discusses, that Reuven did not actually sin, but he had thought at that point that he had lost his opportunity to be part of Kali Yisrael. However, in Yosef's dreams, there were 11 stars that were bowing to him, and so he saw that that uh, Reuven had in fact been restored, and so that was the reason, says the Malvim and the Mepharshim, Gubalim say this as well, that is why Reuven was so eager to save Yosef, because it represented the fact that he was still part of the Shvatim. Um, and so what Reuven was hinting was that we know that Yosef's sons, when they were uh, Ephraim and Menashe, they actually became like Reuven and Shimon. They actually, like the Pusik says, that Yaakov granted them that status. And so uh, the the two Shvatim that are actually counted, in addition, uh, there's always 12 Shvatim. And so Levi is, is not counted often. And then Yosef is counted as Ephraim and Menashe. And so what Reuven was hinting to was that I know that there are going to be two Shvatim that take over. And I don't want to be that one where my name is not going to be a Shevet anymore and that Ephraim and Menashe will take me over. And so he was hinting to Yaakov that I'm, I'm willing to risk everything because my existence as part of the Shvatim is going to be, is, is what's at stake here. And yet, uh, maybe it was prophetically, Yaakov said, I, I do not accept that. And it was Yehuda the king who got up and he, he accepted that. 
there's a Vilna Gaon also in Shemos where he talks about this idea of Klai Yisrael um, that the trup there is also Kadma Ba'azla. And there's, maybe we'll talk about it there later, but uh, the trup there is, it says that because of the, the Chazal tell us that really the Jews were supposed to be in Mitzrayim for 410 years, how did they get out early? They got out early because it was Kosheha Shibud. The Shibud was so hard, the work was so hard that it was as if they were, they served there for, for over 400 years. And so that's the shot in the Pasuk of Vayimaru Eschayim, Bavodakasha that Kadma Ba'aza, we were able to get up early and leave Mitzrayim early because of that. And what we see from the Grah is that every word of Torah, even the trup, the song, has significance. We know that Rizal talks all about how the letters have significance and the Nukudos have significance and the trup and all these different aspects. And the Nevshachayim has explanations in, Nefesh, in the Sefer Nevshachayim. Rechaim Vlazhen has explanations about Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama and what's what and what they represent. But the point is that in Reiku Mikem, Torah is full of beautiful ideas, and we should look into it and understand it. There's just so much here. Moving on to Perak Memvav, Pasuk Yud, it says, Shaul ben Akananis, and Yonas ben Ezeel says that this, this person is Zimri. And the truth is that it's really Gemara and Sanhedrin. The Gemara and Sanhedrin says that he, was five, he had five names. His name was Zimri, his name was Ben Salu, his name was Shaul, his name was Ben Akananis, and his name was Shlumiel ben Surishadeh. So the Grah is bothered that Shlomiel ben Sirishade was one of the was one of the Nasim and he was a big tzaddik. So how could you say that Zimri was him? And so the Grah explains a big episode here, which is a Chiddush. It's not the Pasha of Shadah the Gemara. That really uh, Shlomiel ben Sirishade, it's not saying that he himself was Zimri. God forbid. Zimri was a, a, a sinner who did a horrible avera, but it's an insult to his family. It's an insult to Shlomiel ben Sirishade because some of the negativity. Um, that came from him, it came from his background of coming from Shaul ben Akananis. Because it says in the Pasuk, Shoresh Porosh Velana and Devarim Chavtes, that a person's roots, they have an influence on him. And sometimes uh, when a person's uh, generational influence is there, uh, that could manifest in a negative way. And the fact that Zimri came from Shaul ben Akananis, who was a non Jew, this is a source of negativity in his life. And Shlomiel ben Surishada, there was a Pagam that he came from this negative place. And we find that when Pinchas himself killed Zimri, Chazal tell us that the Shvatim were making fun of them, and they were saying, who does this guy think he is? He comes from Putiel. He also comes from a guy. He comes from Yisro. And maybe that was the negative place that he acted from when he killed the uh, Nasi Yisro. And Hashem and Moshe told Moshe to intercede and to say that, no, Pinchas is the one that brought Shalom, and he therefore became a coin. But we see that sometimes there's this questioning of where is this coming from. And we also find that when Korach came, so uh, Yaakov Avinu had Davin, that when you say his name, don't don't equate him with me. Say Korach, Ben Yitzhah, Ben Kahas, Ben Levi, but don't, don't bring it back to me, because I don't want to be blamed for the negativity. I've worked on myself and removed that negativity. He's not taking any of my kochos. And that's why he didn't want his name mentioned there even though he was, of course, a descendant of Yaakov, just like all the Jews. And the Grah says also, we find by Pesel Micha that it, it, it was said that um, that, it, that Micha was the person that uh, had taken the scrap of paper that Moshe wrote, Alei Shar, Alei Shar, on it, when he tried to get Yosef's bones out of the Nile, when it was uh, put there by a spell of the Egyptians, and it came up. And this was it was thrown into the eagle and created the eagle. And this was hundreds of years later when Pesel Micha actually uh, reverberated through Israel and caused many deaths and and much of what is our worship. And so what's the shot? Was it really uh, the same thing with the same person? The answer is that it was put 
in this negative koach was put in his family, and it was never eradicated, and so therefore it manifests itself, and it still remained there. And uh, that is what it means that when, also Chazal tell us, that uh, when Yaakov saw Ephraim for a moment, he lost his nevuah, because from him was going to come Yeravim ben Nevat, the Medrash Tanchuma says is a parsha of Eichi. So, just to kind of explain this a little bit more, because it's a little bit of a complex topic, uh, the Rav Chaim Shmulevitz in Sefer Sichos Musser has a whole shtickle explaining how what we invest, how what we invest in ourselves becomes the legacy for our children as well. And so the lives that we live and the kedusha that we instill in ourselves is passed on to our children. Um, it's a, and, and the negative parts about people, unfortunately, that gets passed on as well. And sometimes, uh, yes, everyone has their own free will, but there are certain tendencies that come in families of certain challenges, certain issues. We know that, for example, people of Native American uh, background do have a, a more of a tendency for alcoholism. There's there are genetic reasons for this, historical genetic reasons. There's a whole study of trauma called epigenetics, which basically describes how people have certain. Um, which explains how people have a certain proposition to uh, and, and a uh, pre-exposure to certain types of um, emotional issues that come up because of family history. Uh, there certainly is a very, very big background. And of course, we're supposed to ask ourselves in the positive, like, when can we be like Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and the great Avos and the great Imos? Because they are invested in us, whether biologically, because we come from a Jewish nation, or even a ger, Avram was Avamon Gaim. There's a spiritual... Uh, fatherhood that Avraham has and Sarah Imenu have over the entire uh, Jewish population. And so when we ask ourselves, are we bringing out this potential we have inside us, that will help make us the best people possible. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.